0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and...
1: Mine. good morning Lyle, how's it going?
0: Are going amazing, Mind yeah. <coughs> Had an amazing weekend. Did ya? Absolutely.
1: I'm intrigued to see what you get up to because I just noticed your arms in a splint.
0: Okay, so here's what I'm thankful for this morning. I'm super <laughs> thankful this morning. Guess what I'm thankful for?
1: Your arm didn't break?
0: That I am a man of
1: steel. Oh, my
0: goodness. <laughs>
1: what happened? I didn't even notice because we've been sitting here and you've been just like sitting with your arm under the desk and suddenly you brought your arm out and I'm like, wait a second, what? <laughs> what happened?
0: It's a, it's a long story. I lost presence of mind. <laughs>
1: Again? (laughs) Uh, Are you going to tell me this? I did did,
0: did a silly thing. I did a very silly thing. What's that? Okay, so it goes a little bit like this. I I have a car that I was stripping down for parts. Mm -hmm. So it's an old bomb. It's a bit of a wreck, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was up on a jack and it was very dodgily on a jack. A jack with a piece of wood on top of the jack, um, up onto the chassis and all this kind of thing, right? But I wasn't worried about it because it wasn't working under the car. So, you know, it was dodgy, Mm -hmm. but if it fell off... Um, you wouldn't it, be under it. It didn't matter. <laughs> and the car was a wreck, so what did I care? Anyway. <laughs>
1: I love how this is
0: such <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs>
1: set up for disaster.
0: <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah,
1: what? Lyle, what? Tell us.
0: <laughs> so I had to let it down off the jack, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a little button. You, you little turn the little thing and it gradually comes down, right? Nice and yeah, slow and gentle. Yeah. And I've looked at it and I've gone, why would I do that? I could use violence. Oh, no. (laughs) Because it was kind of dodgily sitting on the jack. I'm like, I'll just pull the jack out. It'll come crashing down. (laughs) (laughs) I did, and it did.
1: On your arm?
0: (laughs) On my hand. (laughs) Oh,
1: no. (laughs) Did you have to go to the doctor?
0: Uh, I did. Oh,
1: Lyle. So, yeah, it's... um, (laughs) Don't take it off if it's going to be all disgusting underneath. You know I can't handle that kind of thing. No, it's not disgusting. If it's all mangled, I can't look at it.
0: It's not mangled. It's okay.
1: Okay. It's it's, it's all right. So, did you have to let go of the hot... Oh, whoa. That thing is swole in a bad way. That is the chunkiest hand I've ever seen on you.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit sore.
1: Oh, you poor thing. Okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm super thankful it did not break.
1: Words of wisdom today. Please use a jack properly. No do Did violence brings you nothing ever? Men, listen to that. <laughs> Let me show you the weather. Oh, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> oh, great show coming up for you today. This is a
0: reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio. App. This
2: beautiful song coming up right now. You will see there a highway from God's own hand that will lead back the lost to the promised land. And the voice of the Savior will call us friends, saying, Join in the song of the Lord. We will call back. Armies return from war, and we'll make into plowshares our useless swords. Very soon to forget what they once were for when we join in the song of the Lord. We will say in that day to the Lord, Give thanks, we will not be afraid. He comes to say We will shout, we will call Every tribe and race Come and join in the song of the Lord You will see there a banquet For sinners' bread We will sit with the Lord at the table's head And our shepherd himself is our wine and bread And we'll join in the song of the Lord We will say in that day to the Lord give thanks We will not be afraid for he comes to save We will shout, we will call every tribe and race Come and join song.
0: Welcome back, guys. You are listening to a song. Uh, I can't read the screen from here.
1: <laughs> I can't either. I've got like stuff in the way. <laughs> anyway, public that's stuff.
0: all right. We're back. Uh, it's Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. We
1: mean another clue for our quiz. It's our our first, first clue for clue our
0: quiz is first quiz. clue for the first quiz of the week.
1: And if you're wondering why we can't see our screens, it's because we are actually at a. Special location, we are broadcasting live from Raymond Terrace Missions, the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Raymond Terrace here in the Newcastle area. And we are broadcasting from here because every Tuesday, Friday and Saturday nights, uh, Lyle and Lawson, part of the Breakfast Show team, are presenting the Prophetic Code series uh, which is a wonderful uh, uh, collection of presentations all about the prophetic code.
0: Yeah, you should have been here Saturday night. It was amazing.
1: What did you speak on on Saturday night?
0: I spoke on uh, the great controversy between Ooh. Christ and Satan. I spoke about uh, the law, the Ten Commandments. So it was very, very cool. And uh, Lawson just smashed it out of the park speaking on the subject of the Sabbath.
1: Ooh, okay, wonderful. What, there's, what's, what's happening this Tuesday coming to tomorrow?
0: Okay, we're going to start a uh, two-part series. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about the prophecy of Daniel 8 and 9, uh, which contains the greatest messianic prophecy found anywhere in Scripture.
1: And you can come and listen to that totally for free. Uh, it's William Street, Raymond Terrace Missions. It's pretty easy to find. It's where the New Start juice bar is. Um, just look it up on Google Maps, Seventh Adventures Church in Raymond Terrace. Come along, 6.30. Yeah, start. Big shout out
0: to, uh, was it Tim or Tom? Um, who was here on... Uh, who was here uh, the other night, one of our listeners, one of our regular listeners, truck
1: driver. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah. okay. Tim or Tom. (laughs) Oh, it's Tim. It's Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim. That's right, Tim. Tim. Um, Yes. Yeah, so come along to that. It's totally for free, 6.30. And uh, for those of you who are too far (laughs) to travel in, just switch on Faith FM at that hour because they are broadcasting it live uh, from the venue. So, hence, we're here having a, a makeshift pop up studio as it is, as it were. And uh, we're having a great time here at Raymond Terrace. Wonderful little location. Hadn't been here previously. But that's why we can't see our screens. <laughs> because usually yeah, we have a big screen right in front of us. But we're just, all of us, the whole team's working off one little screen.
0: Kind of squinting into the distance. Yes.
1: But let us kick off the Breakfast Bible quiz for this week. We have a new one. Get your thinking caps on. Uh, we are going to start off with a Who Am I quiz. And the first clue is this, six days before the Passover, a dinner was given to Jesus at my house. People gathered outside, not only to see Jesus, but also to see me. Any guesses who that is, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Today's prize is a copy of the Acts of the Apostles, a wonderful book um, all about the, uh, the the Christian church and how it first started to grow and um, and the apostles and the people who who were making it happen that being the hands and feet of Jesus. So a really, really amazing read. Uh, the Acts of the Apostles by E.G.Y. is the prize for today. If you can tell me who that is, Lyle. I'm guessing the reason you're not writing any guesses down is not because you don't know who it is, but because you can't write because your arms are split. <laughs> this is very true.
0: This wh- is very true.
1: I still don't get it. Like what? Why wouldn't you just press the button on the jack to bring the car down? Why did you like? I oh, know. I'll just to smash it up.
0: Well, it's obvious, Mon. Is it? It's totally obvious. Is it? I can't see how you... Okay, you we'll think about it this way, all right? Right. Um, when you build a tower out of blocks, it's fun to build a tower out of blocks, right? Yeah. But the most fun part of it is when you pull the bottom block out and it all comes tumbling down, right?
1: Okay, fine. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I looked at and I thought, oh, this would be
0: so much fun. I'll oh, use violence. But Lyle... Instead of...
1: It's not a building block...
0: Thing. It just looked more fun.
1: It's a car. <laughs> it's a car, Lyle, not building blocks.
0: <laughs> it's a very silly thing well, to do. There's it. you
1: who missed the intro. <laughs>
0: what could possibly go wrong? Pull the jack out of the bottom.
1: Lyle's sitting here with his arm all strapped up because he uh, he Lost decided... Lost presence of mind. Yeah, he decided instead of just pushing the button on the jack, he decided to use it. Was it a hammer? huh Did you use a hammer or you just kick it?
0: No, I grabbed hold of
1: it. You yanked it with your hands. Uh-huh. My word <laughs> My word Definitely absence of lever brain <laughs> You didn't ask what I'm uh, grateful for, Lyle No, what are you
0: grateful for, Mon?
1: I'm really grateful Oh, by the way Yes
0: uh, Super thankful this morning Yes A lesser man would have lost their hand Would have lost their arm
1: Oh, re- really? Your are right. Would have come off at the over. shoulder <laughs> It's so full of nonsense
0: <laughs> Would have come off at the shoulder Maybe even the neck
1: <laughs> yeah, you would died, right? right. You would have died. It was died
0: on the spot. It was a
1: fatal injury, but thankfully it was you, Lyle. And I made totally it all the way back to the house. <laughs> 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 oh, mercy. I'm, I, good thing I'm sitting down, let me say. Um, I'm really thankful, Lyle, that I took some advice. Yes. Uh, recently, about yeah, you know, I'm you know a little how,
0: disappointed that I didn't <laughs> read the advice on the jack, which says turn the button to let it down.
1: <laughs> You're silly. Um, remember how I saw that when my shoulder it gets sore, like when I paint and stuff and that kind of thing. And uh, and someone was like, "Well, why don't you just go see a professional and get it looked at?" So I went to a doctor, and uh, we had X-ray done. Turns out my neck is as crooked as the leaning tower of Pisa. Okay, like my neck is. Severely damaged. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. And um, and also one of my hips is uh is a centimeter higher than the other, so that's also affecting it. But the rest of my spine's in pretty good nick. Um, and they are given me some exercises to do to combat it. And uh, and so I'm grateful because I've forgotten which one, but one of the things that's wrong with me is irreversible. But the rest of it, uh, I can I can combat. And so if I'm diligent with my exercises, I should be able to avoid a couple of things. Like you know how you get the old lady hunch. So, apparently, I'm on track to get a big one.
0: Ooh. Um,
1: so, yes, yeah, so but it's reversible, thank goodness. And, uh, and so, I've got some exercises I have to do. And, diligently? Yeah, diligently, every evening. I've managed to do it so far.
0: For the rest of your life?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to go back to the doctor. And so, in between my last and my next visit, I have to do these exercises every evening. So, I'm very really grateful that I managed to catch it, well, catch some of it before it all became irreversible, so um, non reversible. Anyway, I see you I see you uh flinching with pain. Is that thing really sore? No. <laughs> I think it might be. Anyway, 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 let's move on with the show. It's time for some good news. If it is, I'm not going <laughs> to
0: let you enjoy it, mom.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't. You
0: wouldn't enjoy You would not enjoy pain. my pain. Not at all. Not uh, even a little no, bit. No,
1: no, not a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, give us a call if you have a good news story to share. You know, maybe, maybe your arm survived the weekend or your, <coughs> your neck has got long.
0: Actually, Actually, you know what else I'm super thankful for? What's that? Is adrenaline. Oh, yeah? Because when my hand got stuck... I was able to i reached in with my left hand and uh just reefed the car off
1: are you serious
0: and um like like as if it wasn't almost wasn't even there yeah wow uh and now you can you can go there yourself try it you you know you wouldn't you wouldn't even move it I couldn't move it.
1: It's like those mump. My, but my
0: left arm is now really sorted. today. <laughs> it's like, you, you lifted know, a car. You,
1: li- it. you single-handedly lifted a car. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that's
0: light. I lifted it off, pulled my hand out. I'm like, that was easy. And why now my left even, arm is, my why? right arm is, my right arm is, <laughs> right arm is I can't wow. use it. My left arm. Why
1: did you even need a jack? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, yeah, lift just, a car so casually. Anyway. Adrenaline's a weird thing. I've it never is. had that happen. Oh, I've really? I've never
0: had that happen.
1: It's a common story, though, people lifting cars when the adrenaline kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let me show you a, story, a good news story about a bus driver. Um, so this is really sweet. This bus driver, his name is Jerry Martin. He's been a bus driver for um, the Coparas Cove Independent School District um, for a long time. And he noticed that uh, one of his regular routes, his bus stop, uh, had become overgrown with tall grass. So apparently the family who owned the, the yard... Um, had fallen into a financial hardship and just hadn't been able to afford uh, to get someone to take care of the lawn and they had to sell their lawn equipment, like their lawnmower and so forth. And so the little kids that were standing in the, uh, in the, in the um, <clears throat> yard for the bus stop were starting to <laughs> have trouble seeing the bus coming. That's how tall the weeds were getting. And so instead of just complaining about it, and I love this. I love people who don't complain. They just go and fix stuff themselves. Once he finished his bus route and drove off the kids, he went home, Grabbed his lawnmower, shoved it in the back of the school bus, and went around and just mowed the lawn. Just got her done. Just plain and simple got her yep. done.
0: That's the that's the way to do it. That's uh, good use for a school bus, right there.
1: Yeah, and then someone managed to catch a picture of this happening, and it's gone um, it's gone viral <laughs> on the internet because people are like, "Yeah, three cheers for Mister Martin. He's the best bus driver ever. He even mowed our lawn." <laughs> 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 I think we should get more bus drivers mowing lawns in between <laughs> stops. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, no, it'd be good if uh, if um, landowners and council would take care of. Um, Stuff like that. But hey, if it can't be done, it can't be done. And, yeah. you know, if people are uh, don't have a lawnmower or whatever, then that's fantastic. Just
1: jump in and help out. Yep,
0: help just out wherever you can.
1: And we actually talked about this re- previously. I shared a story about a family um, who were having extremely uh, financial hardship and they were having a lot of medical issues and they were unable to look after their house and in their front yard and they got a mean letter in the mail. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And then she posted it on social media and then the whole street just turned out, the whole community turned out and said, you know what, we'll help you keep it clean. And, uh, yeah, this is in that same vein. Like, you know, if someone is having a messy yard, don't just assume that you think you, you know, that you know what's going on. Just um, you know, maybe just roll up your sleeves and help out instead of getting there all. There's probably yourself. a
0: story there that you don't know about.
1: Right? Exactly. Yeah. Most people like to keep things clean. You just never know exactly what's going on. Anyway, we're going to have a song. I still can't see it. It's Bethany Dillon. Oh, but I'm not sure. What, like I'm not keeping... sure what she's singing. Oh, it's going to be good either which way. Enjoy.
3: Can be filled with regret. We never forget where we've gone wrong. Almighty God stands ready to pour. I drew into private
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Bethany, Bethany Dillon rather. here on Faith FM, <laughs> and Mon is going to give us the second clue for our quiz.
1: Who am I? The chief priests planned to kill me because on my account, many of the Jews were putting faith in Jesus.
0: Okay. Who do you know who, who it be? is? No. Okay, cool. I, um, yes, I do know who it is.
1: But you can't prove it.
0: I can't. Type
1: it on your laptop. <laughs>
0: T- anyway, you know I'll th- an- I will type it up on my laptop for you. If know you the
1: answer, give me a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. The Acts of the Apostles is the prize for today. And uh, if you get it right, I'll send it to you.
0: Yep. Okay. So I know who it is. Anyway, um, there's an interesting story coming out of Indonesia. Indonesia Ooh. has just ma- raised the minimum age for marriage.
1: Oh, it has? Hmm. What was it before?
0: Well, the minimum age for marriage in Indonesia. In, 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 Indonesia was eighteen. They've just raised it to nineteen, uh, with parental consent, or twenty-one without parental consent.
4: Okay,
0: a lot of debate in the parliament over it, particularly on moral grounds, and particularly opposed by religious leaders. Um, interestingly enough, um, which you would sort of think that was would be the opposite way round. But that is the way it is, and of course they're trying to and and congratulations to them mm. um, this is an endeavor to try and stamp out child marriage
1: yeah it's I think it's a good thing for a place like Indonesia
0: now Indonesia of course I think the biggest problem is not so much the law as it is the enforcement of the law what do you because mean? no one's enforcing the law well eleven point two percent of children under the age of Eighteen are married, and most of those are girls. Oh, that's disgraceful. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty bad.
1: So, what's the point of making a law if you're not going to police it?
0: This is a, this is an interesting. At least they're making a law, right? You know, you it's can't. A step you can right direction you, you, That's a right. step in the right direction. You can't criticize them for making the law. But to actually enforce that law, then it has to go out into the community and have the support of the community. Have, have particularly have the support of the men in the community who are enforcing the law. You know, the, the police force and the and the judicial system, um, that kind of thing. Juries, you know, etc. Uh, they're getting sick situations where it's not uncommon for a young girl to get married when she finishes primary school, uh, and so by the time that she'd be typically in year seven or eight, she has her first child. And by the time she's in her mid twenties, she may have been married and divorced up to four times. Whoa! What it does is it actually creates a uh, environment for abuse because when you get that big age gap and men are married to children, they tend to be more selfish mm-hmm. and to be expecting, you know, they basically be expecting to be served mm-hmm. by their child bride, and uh, of course that creates, you know terribly terribly uh, unhappy relationships and imagine being in your mid 20s and already been divorced four times
1: yes yeah, it's disgraceful yeah <clears throat>
0: and of course a lot of these a lot of these women they do go on to find love and support and uh, but they'll have you know children from multiple relationships and in a very very complex um Relationships that end up as a result of it, not a happy society no, at all. No. And of course, Indonesia is trying to, you know, create good society through good government by uh, legislating um, in, in relationship to marriage. But this is um, something that they really, really needs to to, to move down from the from the, from the top down and work its way into the local community so that um, like child be- marriages can be stamped out.
1: I feel this would be relatively easy to stamp out. I mean, surely they would just do something as simple as you know, every couple that wants to get married has to submit paperwork with their ages and so they don't lie on their paperwork about their ages every, um, you know, particularly the, the girls have to be cited by a magistrate or something. Like They have to go into a court. Yes,
0: all that, um, that is part of the process, but… Um,
1: with their high school graduation papers as well.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and, 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 you know, the law has been 18 as the minimal, minimum age for marriage with parental cons- consent in the past. The problem is that you have child marriages taking place uh, at a cultural level in Indonesia, in the same way as you have polygamous marriages taking place in Australia, mm-hmm. where it just doesn't go through the uh, the legal channels. You yeah. know, there's a, there's a wedding service. There's um, you know there's a wedding celebration. You know, all that kind it's of stuff. But there's no paperwork. there's no paperwork involved.
1: Oh, it's disgraceful.
0: Yeah, and so it's
1: interesting because Indonesia's been in the paper recently in news recently for trying to up their the strictness on on uh, on tourists coming there and, and having um, uh, relationships outside of marriage, and then you have a look at this and it kind of seems so hypocritical.
0: Yeah, in other words, they're trying to stamp out prostitution that kind of stuff.
1: Well, yeah, but there, there's also the the, the the saying that you know if you're a tourist and you come as a, a boyfriend girlfriend and you're not married yet. They don't, even oh, want you to, okay. they don't even want you to have a hotel room together yeah, 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 like, So they don't, they don't want premarital sex happening at all yep. in their country. Yep. And it's like, well, how can you be so up about that and yet you're
0: turning a blind eye to this? Exactly. It's a very very big double standard that we've got yeah. right there. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but I mean, so. I
1: don't think either is great, but at least one of the one of the options is between two consenting adults as opposed to forcing a a, a child, a little girl to be married like yeah. yeah.
0: To uh, see how the law has changed in Australia, did you know that in 1884, they changed the law so that married women, shock horror, could own property?
1: Oh, you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious?
0: In 19- married women like
1: had the little claws in there. Oh, you can have some property, but you've got to have a man first. No, no, no,
0: no, no. The other way around. Oh, no, well... <laughs> Previous to this, if you owned property as a woman, it became your husband's when you got married. Right. You could maintain ownership after you got married. Um, in June 1, 1918, they made it illegal for uh, Indigenous and uh, non-Indigenous people to marry each other um, in the Northern Territory. Nice. Um, and in 1942, so that was the year my father was born, uh, Tasmania passed a law to raise the minimum age of of marriage from twelve
1: <gasps> Uh to sixteen. Wow. So Tasmania actually um not that. Yeah, far so we, we <laughs>
0: you know, that's not long ago. That isn't
1: long that ago. That is
0: not long ago at all. And we so we you know, we, we, we shock horror and throw stones at Indonesia and all that. We're not that far ahead of them really. And
1: South Africa, because that whole not allowing indigenous to marry non indigenous, that's like a right there in oh, a nutshell. Yeah.
0: That, yeah, and we we always like oh we're so much better than everybody else. No, we're not actually. If you look back through the uh, the history of marriage right here in Australia, and you know, it has evolved somewhat. You know, back in the day when um, the average lifespan was about forty years, then obviously marriages were taking place uh, younger. Um, first marriage act was nineteenth. First Australia's first marriage act was nineteen sixty one, um, and made marriage law uniform across the country. And set the minimum age at 18. So that was in 1961. Um, and then in 1966, Mon, mm-hmm. uh, they removed the marriage bar so that you could stay in a, um, in a government job after you got married.
1: Are you serious?
0: I'm <laughs> dead serious. Up until 1966, here in Australia, if you got married, um, you would lose your job.
1: As a woman, right? As a woman, yeah. So a
0: lot of women never told anyone, never wore, wore a wedding ring because they didn't want to lose their government job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so this was introduced at the beginning of the nineteen hundreds. Uh, the marriage bar was intended to keep women from stealing men's jobs, <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> and to boost the birth rate. <laughs>
1: boost the birth rate. Go home and have babies. No more work for you. <laughs> this is so terrible. Oh
0: uh, dear. It's uh, yeah. So what we. Is
1: the, what is the age limit now in Australia? Uh, eighteen. Yeah,
0: eighteen. Yeah, eighteen's yeah. the the age limit. Anyway, um, in let me see, we've got yeah, we've got a little bit of time here for another story. What's this one here? Oh, oh, this is super cool. This is super cool. They just found a solar system, right? Mm-hmm. And it has its sun is a red dwarf. So these are like tiny little suns. Mm-hmm. And it has a planet rotating around it. You know, orbiting around it that is like the size of Jupiter.
1: Oh, serious!
0: And it is melting everybody's brains at the moment because they had, you know, a whole, um, a whole uh, model of how planets and solar systems and suns formed. But now, if you've got a sun that is the same size, a planet that is the same size as its sun thereabouts, then it has thrown all of their theories out the window. Start from scratch.
1: There's one theory that you never have to throw out the window, guys. Just get
0: on board with it. God created it that way. And because God created it that way, you don't need a massive star to create smaller planets. Mm -hmm. God can create them the other way around if he wants to. It's interesting now that we're able to, uh, you know, in the last 20 years or so since we've been able to discover planets, we have learned just how little we know. And the more we learn about the natural world, the biggest thing that we learn is how little we actually know. Anyway, we're going to move on. This is going to be uh, Anthem Lights coming up. You're listening to Faith FM. We'll be back with our interview of the day uh, straight after this song. Stay tuned.
2: All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem. For the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me.
4: And crown him Lord of all.
0: Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Anthem Lights. This is Faith FM. We have come to our interview of the day, and Mackenzie is in the chair. But before we get to Mackenzie, uh, we're going to have another clue for our quiz because nobody has snapped up the prize yet.
1: Who am I? Clue number three I am from Bethany. I am from Bethany. If you know who it is, give us a call quick. 1-800-FAITH-FM. You can text your guests at 0491-064-669. Correct answer snaps up a copy of Acts of the Apostles by E.G. White.
0: Okay, so i got to tell you the great thing about radio. Radio is just an awesome format. And the most awesome thing about radio is that uh, it doesn't matter what you look like. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to do any hair and makeup.
1: No, not at all. In
0: fact, to do radio, all you have to do... Is roll out of bed, um, crawl up to the microphone and start, which is pretty much what Mackenzie
1: has done this morning. Uh, Mackenzie and Mon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you drove a car to get here.
1: Yeah, but I like literally put my gym clothes on. I haven't even brushed my teeth.
5: (laughs) Mackenzie,
0: what is the distance between your bed and the microphone?
5: Oh, Probably... Five meters? (laughs)
0: About five (laughs)
5: meters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's like this. In the last uh, week or so, we have invaded Mackenzie's space because she is one of the Bible workers uh, here at the Raymond Terrace Mission, and her room is um, pretty much right outside where we are broadcasting from. Mackenzie, the first morning we did radio here, did that give you a bit of a surprise?
5: Yeah, well, I heard you guys were coming, but I totally forgot, and then... Like six in the morning, I just hear rattling around and uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shock, yes. And
0: then a little while later, it's like,
5: good morning and welcome everybody. <laughs> and then I was definitely awake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have the joy every morning of waking uh, Menz- uh, Mackenzie up and uh, it's, it's been good for your habits, I think. Um.
5: Yeah, it's been helping me wake up, uh, definitely. So, it's been helpful, yeah. Fantastic. So, how long have you been the Bible worker here at Raymond Terrace Mission? Um, I started here start of June okay so I don't even know how many months is that four and is
0: the that room that is the room that is your bedroom what is that normally used for
5: Blake's office so oh Pastor okay the, office.
0: you're in that. you're in the pastor's office yes so he's moved out and you're moved in yep <laughs> I see Okay.
1: Well, maybe let's dial it back and start a little bit, uh, a little bit further back in history. But how, how did you come to even be a Bible worker? Like, how, well, how did you become to be a Christian? How do you know? How did you learn to know about Jesus?
5: Okay, so um, I grew up in a Seventh Day Adventist home. Um, both my parents are Adventists, and so I went through um, going to church, Adventist schooling, um, and I think I had like the classic up and downs of growing up as an Adventist, which is like um, you know, like it's your parents' beliefs and then you have to take it from just being your parents' beliefs to yours. But then it's like, is this even what I really believe? I don't know. Um, and with Adventist schools, um, well, at least the one that I went to, I went to Tweed Valley Adventist College and we have, um, what we call week of spiritual emphasis. And so we have, um, weeks throughout the year where, um, we have a chapel program, um, every day, and so through these chapel programs, I would get um the, these spiritual highs. Where I'd be like, "Oh yes, this is what I believe, and this is amazing." Um, and then like a week or two after that spiritual high would kind of like come back down, and it's like, "Oh, is this actually what I believe again?" And just like going through these like highs and lows. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've had in many ways.
0: That's a part of growing up and finding faith for yourself.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, and so. Yeah, it's just kind of been like really going when I've had these spiritual highs and stuff, it's like I've been doing this over and over again. Surely there's something to this that like every time it happens, I'm like, no, yes, this is what I want. Um, And at one of the programs, there was a guy called Boris Jovanov um, and he was presenting, he was doing the talks each day. Um, and he was telling his testimony and he was saying like, I used to have these spiritual highs and lows every time we had Week of Spiritual Emphasis programs. And I'm like, no way, that's me too. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like with talking to him, I was like, how do I want to want Jesus? Because like I know that's what I should do because I know I can see like the lives of people that are Christians and it's so much better. Um, and that's what I want. But like I kind of don't want it at the same time. Um, and so I wanted to learn how to, to, like, I wanted to desire Jesus, but I didn't at that time. Um, and so I was like, Boris, how do I do this? And he was like, you just have to read the Bible and pray. And I was like, how do Read the
0: Bible, pray you every day, that? and yeah. you'll grow, grow, grow. There's a song about that.
5: <laughs> yeah. The, um, one of the pastors, um, just sang that at church just the other day, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, he was just like, read the Bible and pray. And I was like, how many times do you hear that? Yes. Um but and the thing is like i was like yeah i'm going to do it i'm going to read my bible every day for like 15 minutes or maybe i'll do a chapter every day i don't know we'll see how it goes um and i did it for like 2 weeks and it was like the best 2 weeks and then for whatever reason it just stopped um and it was like i'd just gone that spiritual high again but like i it was it was a step closer um it was like oh i did that and it was really good and i want to do that again it wasn't like um Oh yeah, like it was what it was weaker spiritual emphasis, cool. It was like, oh okay, that's something you were standing on your own
0: in. two feet for <clears throat> yeah, a period of time.
5: Yeah. Um and it was really good. So I kind of like used that when I was doing um, my um HSC exams last year. I like started up um my personal devotions and that was what really kind of um started my like real journey kind of um with walking with Jesus every day. No, that's fantastic. Yeah.
0: So you did HSC last year, you finished all that off, and um, now you're a Bible worker. How did that happen?
5: So um, at Kingscliff Church, there's a program that runs, which is called Arise. Um, And it's a a program where you can go and learn about the Bible. And I'm pretty sure it's like a discipleship program kind of thing. And yeah, you just go and there's... um, You get accommodation and you get food and you hear about Jesus every day and it's the best three months ever, three to four months ever. Um, And I'd had a lot of my friends and family go through this process a rise program um and they're always like it's the best thing you have to do it when you come straight out of um school it'll lay a foundation for you for the rest of your life um with this relationship with jesus and you just have to do it. it's the best um and i was kind of skeptical i was like "Ah, oh, i don't know like yeah sure it sounds amazing but i don't know if it's for me um but, like, if anyone wants to do it, they're more than welcome. Like, that's amazing, good, good on them, kind of thing. Um, but at the end of last year, I was like, oh, because I'd been toying th- with this idea of doing Arise for a few years, because um, my home church is Kingscliff Church. So I would see all the Arise students come through every year. Okay. So, um, you, yeah,
0: right. Okay. Yeah.
5: So, um, yeah, I, I've known about Arise for years. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. Do I? Don't I? Um, I was like, I just want to work and earn money and travel next year. I don't want to have to, like, waste four months doing, like, (laughs) Bible training. I don't know. Um, But then at the the end of last year, I was like, no, this is something that I really want to invest time in. Um, And I really want to have this, like, build this relationship with Jesus for myself as, like, a foundation for the rest of my life kind of thing. Um, So... Yeah, I applied and I went to a rise at the start of the year. Um, and it goes from February till May, and it's right on the beach. And you learn about Jesus every day, and it's the best thing ever. Um, and so, yeah, I went there and learned about Jesus every day and ate amazing food, and it was amazing. And at the, they have what they call. Um, Arise for Life, which is a Bible worker program kind of thing, where um, all the people that want to do it from Arise come down to Newcastle, um, and they get um, split off into different churches, uh, and they just Bible work, and they knock on doors, and they give people Bible studies, and that's what I've been doing, and it's been amazing, and I've been loving it.
0: No, that's fantastic. Praise God. Yeah. And as you've been going out, uh, you've been, been doing door knocking and Bible work and meeting people, that kind of thing. Um what kind of a reception have you' been getting as you've been going out to the community?:
5: um, A lot of like, oh, I'm not really interested, that's not my thing. I haven't really had any like really rude encounters. like mm. you, have, you they're see- actually super
0: rare when you go door knocking. Yeah, they are super rare. They do tend to stick in your mind. I've done a lot of door knocking over my life, and they do tend to stick in your mind a little bit. Yeah definitely uh, because they you know, they're pretty a bit hard on your soul. They yeah. rattle you a bit, yeah. Yeah. but uh, they're
5: actually super rare. Yeah, definitely. I think I've only, like, my bad experience is like someone's just having an off day and they're just like, don't want you at their door. <laughs> That's like, I haven't had anyone like swearing at me or um, yelling or screaming, so. Yeah,
0: Australians are generally good people.
5: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm.
0: fantastic. And uh, have you been able to share Jesus with people doing that?
5: Yeah, so um, I, me, uh, my me and um, my... Outreach partner, we do Bible studies together. Her name's Joel. Um,
0: Joel, who just walked into the uh, uh, studio audience. What good timing, Joel!
5: <laughs> yeah, so Joel and I, we um, have gone out and knocked on doors and found people to do Bible studies with, and so um, we're studying with a couple people at the moment, um, and it's just been such a blessing. Um, You'd think like you're going there to bless them, but you you come out being blessed yourself. So
0: that's fantastic! It's an amazing experience. Okay, good. so is this a gap year for you?
5: Yes, it is.
0: And your plans for the future?
5: I'm planning on doing uni next year, but um, I have to figure that all out. It's a little uh, stressful thinking about uni next year, <laughs> so I have to apply and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm planning on doing uni next year if it all goes well. Um, I want to study criminal psychology. Um, so, Deep. yeah Yeah, Deep. but... If that doesn't work out, then I'm leaving room for the Holy Spirit to work, um, which means right, I don't really have plans. <laughs> that's
0: interesting. If I was if I was Blake, I would definitely be tapping into, who is your pastor, of course, Blake is the pastor here at Raymond Terrace Mission. I would be definitely tapping into the uh, room for the Holy Spirit to work and, and be praying that the Holy Spirit works, you yeah. know, um, who knows, uh, n- maybe another year of Bible work before uni.
5: Maybe, we'll see. Yeah. But I do think it's great that,
1: that kids can take their gap year instead of doing some non since they can go to, um, you know, go to Bible college and learn uh, how to win souls, and then when they start uni, whatever profession it is they choose, um, you know, that accompanies their skill set, they can go into that profession um, knowing how to, you know, look for souls within that field. Um, and I think it's a, such a valuable thing for young people to learn for, to do—not necessarily to become, you know, full-time Bible workers forever, but to mm. know how to Bible work wherever you go. Yeah,
5: definitely.
0: So, Mon, you did a similar thing. How many? How long did you, do, did you do Bible work after um,
5: uh, Bible school for? For like uh, two years, I two think. Two years,
0: something like that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half, I think, maybe. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go, you know. You don't have to go to uni next year. You could go the year after.
1: Maybe. Lyle's <laughs> <laughs> well, <always> got designs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you know, I could I could recommend some, uh, some good churches around the place. And uh, yeah, so of course, if you would like to meet Mackenzie or Joelle... Um, who's also been featured here on Faith FM Radio, or Lawson and myself, and you haven't been long to the Prophetic Code program and you are in the region then definitely head on head on over here and uh, just say hey, you heard about it on Faith FM Radio? We will introduce ourselves. You get to meet the speakers. You get to meet uh, you get to meet the person who sleeps five meters from the microphone <laughs> here in our makeshift studio over at the uh, Raymond Terrace Mission.
1: So you guys are just setting up at this juice bar as well, haven't you?
5: Yeah, it only opened Tuesday last week. Uh huh. Um, And it's been in the process of opening for months now. Um, And, yeah, it finally opened, and it's been amazing. And the juices are definitely amazing and would recommend, and the smoothies are great too. So... um yeah, but it's been so much fun working there. I'm actually working in the juice bar today, um, which is my first day working there, and I'm actually really super excited.
1: It's so interesting how many different um, different faucets of, of ministry you can do from one little community hub. Yeah, see, so what,
0: what you don't know, um, Mon, is that uh, Mackenzie has some... Um, um, followed in your footsteps and and, and opened an Airbnb as well? Oh, nice. Has she? Yes, in her car. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really. (laughs) Tell us that one. Tell us that the adventures that you have as a Bible worker. Tell us that one very
4: quickly. Yeah,
5: so this is not what I was expecting at all. Um, So, yeah, Tuesday last week, um, oh, part of the Arise for Life program is... Um, every morning from nine till eleven thirty, um, the arise for life students work uh, meet at the conference office um, and yeah, and we um, share devotions and we sing together and we 'll um, read some books and just have a great time and learn more about Jesus together in a supportive kind of community um, and so Joel and I were getting ready to go to our Rise for Life class uh, Tuesday morning. And...
0: um, You leave here at about uh, what? uh, 7.30. 7.30, yep, something like
5: that. Just a bit after, around there, yeah. Um, And we'd gone down to the car to get in to go to class. And um, I I have with myself like a bag of um, books and my Bible and stuff. And so I I, uh, unlocked the car, opened the door, like the back door to um, put my bag in. And as I open the door, um, there I look in and on the passenger seat, there's a lady sleeping in my car. What I know. And I was like, we had this weird moment where like, there was this, like, I did not know this lady. I do not know how she got in my car. She's just like in the passenger seat with it reclined. Cause your car
0: was locked the night before. Yeah.
5: hundred percent. It was locked. Um, and she'd found a towel and a blanket that I keep in my car and she'd wrapped herself in them and she's just sleeping there. And as I open the door, she wakes up and we just kind of have this cute little moment where we both look at each other and are like super confused. Um, and so, yeah, we're just like, and I was like so confused. I was like, this is my car? Like, is this my car? Apparently not now. But like, oh uh, yeah, so... And um, as I opened the door, she woke up and she was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. Um, I'll get out. Um, but like she was still there laying in my car, not moving at all. Um, and, and then like two seconds after I'd opened the door, once we'd, I'd said like, is, this is my car. I just smell cigarettes oh, no. come out of my car. And I was like, No no because like I mean I don't smoke um none of my friends smoke I'm not around cigarettes so like when I smell it it's just so yeah, it's pungent to me I'm just like oh no not in my car and then I'm like did you smoke in my car um and then she's just like I'm so sorry this is so embarrassing I'll get out um and then um in front of my car there's this Uh, footpath and there was some council workers working on the footpath and then we had another little cute moment where we were just talking about the council workers and what time they got there in the morning um and then I was like I felt bad because I just like snapped at her as soon as I opened the door like if someone's sleeping in your car clearly there's like something going on um so I was like are you okay like is there anything we can do for you um and she was just like yeah yeah there is and i was like can we get you a cup of tea can we get you a glass of water like what's going on um so we bring her up into church uh and we get her some breakfast just some cereal and we show her around church show her the juice bar and the op shop and um yeah and then we take her back to oh and also she has pink hair and i have pink hair so that was a cute little coincidence um And yeah, so we take her back to the kitchen and we're just like, what's going on? Um, And so Joelle and I learnt that her name is Isabel. Um, She has uh, a little three-year-old son and um, she lives in Sydney, but she was in Newcastle and making her way to her mum's place in the tea gardens. Um, But for whatever reason, um, the last bus or something comes to Raymond Terrace and so she missed her bus. Um, and the last bus had gone, so it must have been late at night. Um, and she saw my car there and she was like, oh, I guess I'll just... She was like, I was just going to sit outside it. And then I saw that it was unlocked, which it wasn't. It was definitely locked. Um, and she's like, yeah, it was unlocked. So I just thought I'd I'd sit in there for a little bit. Um, and then so, yeah, she just decided to sleep in my car. But I think it was like such a blessing because if it was... If she had slept in someone else's car, I don't. Who knows the reaction? It could have
0: happened. It ended very badly. We're yeah. going to have to uh, move on with the show. Great story, um, and unfortunately, we don't hear the end of it. But you, you did. You were able to uh, to minister to her right there. But if we, uh, we're out of time. But thank you so much for joining us this morning, Mackenzie. Well done. Um, what have we got there? The Downing family, I think it is, um, with the master's hand here on Faith FM.
4: Everything except for Noah and his wife, their three sons and their wives, and a pair of every kind of creature walk in the land. And the people mocked, and they made fun but oh no work till it was done. Cause he was holding to the master's hand. The master's hand is always held. Promised Land And the evil of this world To the master's hand. The master's hand is always held up to us. And it will lead us to the promised land. And the evil of this world cannot outdo us. If we are holding to the master's hand, the master's hand is always held out to us. the promised land, and the evil of this world can not-
5: listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
3: I came to church of and found I have a savior, so I say hallelujah. It is all so very simple.
2: Don't miss this once in a lifetime event as two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th 6:30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413 122 348 now to book your seat.